0: everybody my name is neil anderson welcome to my podcast this is return to real honest health and fitness and my guest today really needs no introduction if you're from utah really kind of anywhere in the world now you know john schmidt john i miss you man welcome to the show you
1: man thank you it's (laughs) been a long time we lived up there
0: darn it yeah yeah i miss you and michelle so bad you know what though we have chris coming to the gym all the time right chris and and, and, and and (laughs) yeah they're great kids you have great kids Um, he's a cool cool guy i have always said that this show this health and fitness show isn't about only about physical physicality okay Mm. Right. I think health goes a lot deeper than that. There's mental, emotional, social, spiritual, financial, intellectual. Emo- there's there's environmental. There's there's lots, right? And then there's the physical, of course. We're in weird times. No, right? Are you guys locked down? What's up? Are you guys locked down?
1: Yeah, we are hoping that we'll play for more than ten people again someday.
0: <laughs> that could be good. <laughs> I know. I'd like to at least conduct a workout in person sometime. Um, anyway, we're in weird times and I was watching this lady the other day online and she was so, let's put this in air quotes, excited about being locked down because finally she was going to learn how to play the piano. Hmm. That's and I cool. thought, wow, that's not that's, just, that's health. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's cool. She's going to teach her kids how to play it. She's going to play it. And she's a big fan of yours too, by the way. That was fun to see her talk about you. And I thought, well, I had to mention that for sure. But there's other things I want to do. I want to go another place. I've always said I wanted to interview a rock star. <laughs> I hope you do someday. <laughs> I wanted to see what the lifestyle's like. I'm guessing it's rough. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's,
1: it's, pretty crazy. I, I have to say it's sort of like living out of a suitcase. And that's, you know, that that would drive me crazy in and of itself. But then you, uh, you know, change your city every day, because we, we're all our dads and we, we pack it in so we can get back quickly, you know, so we just we just pack them in one day after another and maximize everything. And um, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. And then okay. after the show, after the show, you don't, you know, you don't get everything loaded on the bus uh, until like 1230 and you do a little post-show wedding reception type meet and greet. People actually pay to say the other picture with this, which is the weirdest thing. I, I don't get it at all, but we do that. And then we hop on the bus and then we sleep for anywhere from four to six hours on the bus while it's jostling around, sometimes like nine hours. Um, And then we try to get a few good uh, uh, quality hours of sleep in a hotel and a shower, and then we do it all over again. So,
0: tell me about the rigors of the of the performance. What's that like? What are the rigors of the performance in terms of like? I watch you on stage. Okay, I've I've watched you mostly online, dude. You are all in. Like, I can't imagine moving like that for what is it, two or three hours? Oh, it's. It's sort of, I, 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 it
1: must be like the martial arts or something. Cause I, I never, And never, never even, never even bothers me. I can go all day practicing and I just, it just doesn't even phase me. And I, I hear that it's sort of a mental thing. Um, really? But, you know, if, if I have a really, if I have a really energetic song that I'm working on um, that just drains me uh, ener- energy wise, but it, it, but I'm talking about my fingertips, my, my, my fingertips seem to do well with it, and uh, if I'm practicing hard stuff, I just bandage the tip so that the fingernail doesn't rip off. But it's just weird how much how much your fingers can handle. It's really.
0: But what about your shoulders? What about your neck? Like I I was watching you. Your head's flying up and down. You're you're jamming on it. You're punching it with your arm. I, I watch you do that on this this a couple of songs and that like that's that. how do you even practice for something
1: like that oh it's uh you know something that just kind of i don't know i, I guess it would be comparable to somebody that does manual labor all day they just i guess they get used to it and uh just it doesn't you know you, you go out and do a show and um I, I, would, I would have to say that as I get older, the, the most challenging part of the show is, is I made the mistake about four years ago during this crazy percussion solo that Steve does. He's, he's amazing. He plays the cello with a kick drum and he plays the, with his feet on the kick drum and with his hands. And it sounds like a whole drum kit. Like it's crazy. And yeah. he was doing his solo in the show. And um, I decided that I would do like embarrass myself and just like get up and pretend like I was at the high school stomp and start doing my moves. And it was crazy because like the crowd went, went wild. And now I'm stuck, man. It was like the, it was like the worst decision of my life. Because I have to do it in every show now. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm I'm pushing 55, and I'm thinking, how many more years do I have this dance solo in me? And I thought, I gotta make I gotta make it go another 10 years at least. So I'm like, I'm like, like getting after staying in shape, like like no other, you know. In the in the in the last, like I've even I've even um, I've I've made it as simple as possible, staying in shape. I've made it as simple as possible because it, Ready, has, it has to be easy for me.
0: I have to know. Ready, go. What is staying in shape to a rock star? What does that do? How do you do? Don't laugh at me. That's true. My kids, you're a rock star.
1: <laughs> I've never played in Iraq, so that's that's one place we haven't played yet. So I wouldn't say that I am a rock. Star. Oh,
0: sorry, Dude, I love your that's style.
1: Why, that's why. That's why some people don't come to our show. Right there. It's because we have really lame humor. Um. And half the people don't even get our humor. So it's like, but anyway,
0: that's a Gen X thing, dude. (laughs) That's that's a Gen X thing. We were funny, but the only people that hear it are Gen Xers. I don't know. It's terrible. But anyway, so we're dads. So we don't
1: tour like a lot. we, We only tour like two weeks at a time so that our kids remember us when we get home. Like Steve's got little kids. And by the time, you know, he gets home. He always says his his little five-year-old is going to have a job. and he's just, a, you know, and, and a boyfriend and they grow up so fast. So we, we, we only try to stay away for two weeks. So we're home in between that time. And that's when we really push our work out. And then when we're on tour for two weeks, we go on a scaled back um, version of it. And um, I don't know, I... I almost think my body likes the break likes the two week break of, of, you know, scaling back a little bit. In fact, I don't know if you remember, Neil, I used to joke with you that I was going <laughs> to, I was going to write a book, a uh, workout book called scaling back. And uh, chapter one was, don't be afraid of the pink weights. And uh, cha- <laughs> we were like joking about it with my wife, what, what my book, chapters would be called but anyway we, i never got to that but anyway on the- i live that
0: john like i still the- i still live that like i'm the pink white guy now and i don't care i don't care i mean so,
1: whatever so i hope you don't mind if i tell you what i do while i'm home because that's where i go after it and and what right. i try to do is I, I try to work out three times a week and what i do is i get on the treadmill for like an hour and I catch up on the news and I feel, and, and I don't feel like such a schmuck for spending so much time looking at the news. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I, but I do that while I'm working out. I feel, and I catch up on some emails and then I do three sets of everything. I do pushups. I've got this thing that, uh, we got from a garage sale. It's got uh, a thing where you can, uh, lift up your legs and then it's got bars where you can do push-ups
0: a roman chair
1: yeah it's it's one of those which is really it was the best garage sale thing we've ever bought yeah. i think we got it for 90 dollars, and, and there's so many cool things i can do on it
0: your uh, friend lou gave the gym it's roman chair for free so i i got you on that one lou, oh, lou Nagel gave me his roman chair it's a little rusty but it's fine
1: yeah it's the one where you can you can like hold it and do the raise your legs and then right. it's that thing right and or you, turn
0: around and do up. dips on it and or yeah right so that i don't have like the super fancy one like, where you do pull-ups on it but i can do the dips and the leg raises on mine yeah so i do
1: three sets of everything and that's that's kind of worked out for me really great and
0: how many reps three sets uh, of how many reps i do like
1: 12 really careful push-ups Really, you know, and sometimes I double bounce on the bottom, and sometimes I don't. But towards the end, I start double bouncing on the bottom, because um, I don't know. It, it just—I hate looking bad in the shirt, you know, on stage and stuff like that. So I—I I try to do push-ups. I know that sounds really lame that I would say that, but I don't
0: think it does. Here's the I deal: think,
1: I think if you feel—if you feel healthy. If you, if you look healthy, you, f- you just feel more confident. So Here's the deal. Point, honestly, I'm, turning awesome. I'm, I'm
0: turning 50 in a week. What's that? I'm turning 50 in a week. And here's the deal with being 50. For me, I don't have to have a perfect six-pack anymore. And let's be honest. I, I haven't had a perfect six-pack maybe ever <laughs> in my life. And if I ever did, it wasn't everybody else's version of that six-pack. <laughs> but here's the thing. I can't have... I can't have it stick too far out over my belt. I won't have that. Right. But I have to find at 50. I kind of feel like the new place to be is I got to feel good. I got to feel like I look okay. I don't have to look great, but it's pretty good for me.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that's good. I think that's healthy to, to, to not have to be at an extreme, you know, I love how you said it can't stick out too far. (laughs) and that's kind of what i go for because you know when i'm doing my little stupid dance on stage and you know you don't want (laughs) to you want to look kind of good you know so anyway i do i do the push-ups i do i do one rep and then i go over and i do the the leg raises okay and it's cool because you can sit on that thing and you can let your lower body relax for like two minutes and it really helps my back. I
0: can feel my back. Oh, yeah. Some up. decompression in the back. Yeah, I
1: really love doing that. And and then we do have a few barbells right next. To, I take some 15-pounders uh, and
0: I just do, you know. Some, some dumbbells. Yeah, some dumbbells. And I
1: do, boom, like, I'm doing push uh, jump rope with it. <laughs> wait, I wait, need. wait,
0: wait. Okay, so you lay down. No, I'm standing for that one. You do jump ropes with 15s?
1: Jump well, rope, it's, sort of, it's similar to a jump rope. It's like a, it's, <laughs> it's like a challenge jump rope, is what. Yeah, I guess you could say
0: a weighted jump rope. Yeah, I, I
1: invented it,
0: but without I like the challenge of the actual rope.
1: Yeah, I feel it working. You know, because I feel like the only, the only flattering muscle I have on my body that looks good in a show is right here. I want to, I want to keep it looking good. He's just pointing to his pen and i and i and i really want to look good for my wife and so who always keeps herself in top shape nobody hears this because it's just really really embarrassing really
0: yeah i vote this i vote we call those schmidt um <laughs> schmidt rope jumps those'll be schmidt drop jumps I like it. You just invented that. I, I, I invented that. another thing from my days that
1: you told us. You told, told us to take the kettle. I had never done that kettle swing thing. Yeah, kettlebell swing. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm too cheap to go buy a kettle swing. So I just take those same 15-pounders, and I just, I just hold them down, and I just use two 15-pounders and imitate the kettle swing.
0: John, why don't more people do that? Like, they think oh. if they can't – get a kettlebell they don't do kettlebell swings it's like anything you could do with a kettlebell could be done with a dumbbell you could do it with a with a rock if you've got yeah. a cave with big enough yeah. rocks you could do then it with a rock. a rock star <laughs> uh, i like what you did there sorry can we go back i've been so curious about your career can so we go back when i'm on tour i just i just
1: you know i know oh. i'm going to be worn out I know that the the the, the, the uh, regimen is just horrible, mm-hmm. and I find that you know we we take Sunday off, so I find that if i uh on Monday morning I, I have energy and that's my workout day, and I work out once a week that's it, and I do those those uh, uh those cool things you told you would punish us with those burpees, I do those and uh I, just, Come in. I, I do push-ups. I do burpees. I do sit-ups and I just do three sets of everything. I, I do one set till I get tired and then I switch to something else and do that till I get tired and then switch to something else and do that till I get tired. And then I do two more sets. of I, I think the key for me is three sets of everything. Cause a lot of times I do two sets and I'm like, I'm ready to be done. And I just, it's just a rule for me. Three sets. Do
0: you Whatever get do, sore? It's
1: gotta be three sets. Do you get sore? No. Well, no. Not too bad. No. Yeah. I don't. I'd have to say I'm not intense enough to to get really sore. Does
0: your heart rate go up?
1: Do you? Yeah. Do you when I the, when I'm doing the the tread the uh, the the treadmill thing, um, my heart rate's definitely up. I'm I'm totally wet at the end of that hour where I'm just checking emails and treading away, you know, or checking. Do you ever the- go
0: back and forth? So you do a set over here of, of 12 or something, then go run for a minute and set over here. No, I just, get,
1: I just get into the treadmill mode and go for an hour and just like brainless, you know, I'm trying to multitask when I'm treadmilling, I'm multitasking and I can't be too worried about if I'm, You know, anything else? And and at that point, I'm thinking in my mind, this is better than just sitting on the couch, checking emails and checking the news at that point.
0: (laughs) So I think you're a natural. I think you should have been a trainer because you're doing everything right. That's that's what they're telling us to do now. What's that? That's what they're telling us to do now. Nice. I'm not kidding you. They're telling you what you need to do is you need to kind of go until you're tired. And some days you need to do it a little heavier for fewer reps, and some days you need to go a little lighter for a few more reps. Do anywhere between two and five sets of just about everything. Make sure your heart rate goes up. Make sure it goes back down and then goes back up and then back down. And Uh, at that point, you become optimally healthy. You're a virtuoso. What in the... Should have been a trainer. That's all. The, that's the newest stuff. The stuff that you just said, that's the newest stuff. That's the, that's the stuff that people aren't going to be doing. And to, they're kind of playing it by feel and everybody wants to hear a number, but this is how they're telling, especially us old guys. That's yeah. what they're, how they're telling us to, to work out. Well, I heard somebody say that,
1: you know, even if you just get your heart rate up and do something once a week, it's better than nothing. And I, I really related to that because when I was teaching piano lessons in the early days, I had kids literally that never practiced. So when I came once a week, all I did was practice their tunes and they would inch for – I mean, it was better than not doing any – you know, practicing once a week was better than not doing it at all. So, I mean, and and, and some people – I, I would get discouraged by the people that I was seeing working out every day and thinking, man, why work out at all? I can't keep up with that. But then I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to work out three times a week, and anyone that wants to criticize me, I'm just going to say, hey, it's better than not working
0: out. <laughs> a little bit. It depends on what we're calling a workout, right? There are people out there in the world that are calling, getting off the couch, walking to get the Saccato's. <laughs> And back is a workout. And I just disagree with that. But this has structure and I like it. If I were your trainer and I was for a long time, (laughs) that's exactly what I'd be telling you to do. And this is the newest stuff, John. This is the newest stuff. You got to play it by feel a little bit. I think your instincts are spot on. I think. And then the other thing that they're saying that you brought out just now that I've never told a soul is they need you going up and down the ramp. So like when you're home, you're doing three times a week. That's kind of an up the ramp. And then when you're in season or off doing something that's a little more stressful, you're one time a week. That's what they're saying to do anyway.
1: Wow. That's so, that's great. Yeah. Because I do feel like my body recovers and appreciates a little break every once in a while.
0: Here's what they're saying. They're saying that we need to feel more like that than the other thing. And up until now, for the last 10 years, it's been deregore, right? It's been the the thing of the year, the, of the decade, to go as hard as you can, drain the tank, and kind of sit and peeing off at the bottom of the tank at all times. Mm. What they're saying now is that was always a bad idea. What they want us to do is fill the tank. So you should be feeling more energetic, more of the time. Mm. And that way, as long as you're kind of taking it down a little and coming up, what we've been doing is coming all the way down and just barely coming up, never coming all the way to ba- up to baseline. Mm-hmm. They want us to feel the energy, and then the body will make the changes. It's really some cool stuff. It's really some wow. cool stuff. Okay, here's the deal. i got to go away for a little tiny break. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to pause the recording for a half second. I'd like to come back and talk about these things. How did you do this? Everybody that I've talked to that I said, I get to interview John Schmidt. They're like, how in the world... Does a guy like that get to be where he is? Could you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. And then I want to also talk about probably the most important thing to me today is because we're all trying to be more healthy, especially in this environment where we're not even leaving our, what can music contribute to my health and how would I get that process started? I know that's throwing you on the spot, but I'm going to stop the recording and and restart it there if you don't mind. Okay. 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 Um, Folks, you're listening to Return to Real. I'm Neil Anderson, the honest health and fitness trainer. Hi, welcome back to Return to Real. I'm Neil Anderson, your honest health and fitness trainer. My guest today is John Schmidt. We've been having a great talk. John works out. (laughs) And I wouldn't mess with him. I've watched him work out. I wouldn't mess with Michelle more than him. That's true. She's no joke. That's true. His wife. But um, he was telling us how he does it. I think John's 10 years ahead of the curve. I think that in 10 years from now, you and I will all be working out more like John does naturally. Just something about these guys, these high resonating types. They just know stuff. Whatever. You were saying that um there's another thing you like about your workouts.
1: Well, I just I just love that I can do it wherever I am. Um I just I don't feel limited of, you know, having to go somewhere. So
0: Yeah, that, that works, makes that me well. miss you more cuz that means you're not coming to GPP.
1: I know, but dang it, we moved from Bountiful, so as soon as we move back, we'll,
0: we'll come back to GPP. I love it. I will hold you to that. <laughs> I will hold you to that. When we went to break, I was asking you some of the, when when I was talking to folks about the fact that I get to um, interview you today, and thank you so much for coming on. What a well, what a pleasure this is for me. me. Um, they were like, "Will you ask him how this is possible? How did you get to where you are? You're you're a Gen Xer. You understand that the internet is owned by millennials, and you did it." How did you break through? What was the process for you? Can you give us a little thought on your background? You're, you're from a musical family. Tell me a little about your background. how did you get into the piano stuff? And then uh, how did that turn into piano guys?
1: Wow. It's, it, uh, I just feel like, you know, I, I've got a friend that, uh, uh, teaches entrepreneur classes up at USU. His name's Mike Lauser. And, um, he wrote a book, he went around and he interviewed um, like hundreds of entrepreneurs and the thing that he found um, he found a trend he found a trend that most of them uh, their their success was an accident <laughs> or it was serendipity that they were they were working on something that they had an interest in or something that they felt a talent for. And, uh, putting a lot of passion into it, a lot of love into it. Um, and when, when I, when I think of that, I think of how my kids, the kind of time my kids would put in when they loved something like a new video game that they were just, you know, really excited to get. And and the time, the kind of time that they put in to that new game was more than 20 minutes a day, which is what you do when you 're not loving someone you 're not passionate about something you don't, you just don 't put a lot of time into it, but when you are passionate about something, when you love something you 're putting hours a day into it, and you 're having fun and you 're enjoying it, and you 're feeling so much of um, a, co- a sense of accomplishment you know that it 's just it 's exhilarating and um, when Mike Lowser went around, he found that people that were successful in entrepreneur in in their entrepreneurial field had done that with something in, you know, previous. And then one day they meet somebody who has a gift in something else and it's an accident. And that's kind of what happened with me. You know, I was just really enjoying, you know, music as a teenager and putting lots of hours into I was sort of music for me was sort of like a Nintendo game for, for a lot of people, a lot of kids. Um, I'm glad I didn't have, I, I mean, I barely missed the Atari, you know, my friend had an Atari, but I didn't cause my parents were too poor. So all I had was a piano and, and I, it really became my, my video game outlet for hours and hours. And I'm just so, I feel like I can't even take credit for that. It would be like praising a kid for getting good at a video game. I mean, I, I just can't even, I, I'm like, well, yeah, I, I guess you can praise me and say that I had all this discipline and all of this hard work and all it Well, it does. You have to have hard work, to, you know, it goes in there too, to get to a certain level of where you can have fun. And that's that's always what I tell parents, you know, that or tell kids is it's not fun at first, it's a lot of work, but if you feel like you have a gift of music in there or a gift for anything else, put the work in. It's gonna be worth it. It is so fun to develop a gift. It takes a few years to get it going, but you know, you know if you got something in there. You know if you're a good athlete, you know if you could become really good at foul shooting or baseball or pitching or dance or music or what you just kind of know, and at that point, just put in the work and and I have to say that you know you I can't sit here and say that I didn't work hard at it, but at at some point love kicks in, and then it's just fun it's just a lot of fun and it, it actually becomes fun to take the hardest part in a song and just tackle it. And after doing that for a long time, I was ready to meet a guy that had a passion for filming and, uh, was had studied YouTube, this new thing called YouTube. And I was ready to meet this guy that had a passion for playing the cello and had studied. And, uh, and we both had developed a passion for writing our own music and figuring out how it works. And, and another guy that had his own recording studio and was passionate about that. And he was passionate about writing music. And, uh, so, you know, I met these three guys, Stephen Sharp Nelson, the cellist, Al Vanderbeek who had the recording studio and Paul Anderson who had the, uh, who was passionate about filming and YouTube, and it was just this really cool accident, serendipity, and, and we uh, we're all really grateful, you know. And I, I think a lot of times that that's how we get inspiration is what do you love? It just all of a sudden feels like something that is very appealing,
0: and that's. Did you, know. you did you recognize it right off the bat when? when the four of you got together, did you know this would be a thing? What were your thoughts on that?
1: Um, kind of had a feeling right off the bat. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, we, we collaborated together. We, we did, you know, Steve and I started collaborating, collaborating together first. And it was just, it was just like, uh, I, it I just felt like I had a brother that, that I was working with and, and, you just really got each other, you know, really understood each other and had the same approach to so it was like uncanny how similarly we thought about things. And as when we worked together musically, it was, it was special. That's, that's all I can say. It was, uh, i worked with a lot of musicians and, um, that guy's got some amazing gifts and it was, it just felt like a privilege to, to be able to, um, collaborate with them. And, uh, it was just a blast, a blast for us. And then Steve knew Al and I knew Paul and then, you know, we, we all came together that way too. And, and, and Paul and I had had discussions, um, before the piano guys, if, you know, possibly how cool it would be to, um, uh, do filming and, you know, take piano into pl- crazy places that no one would ever expect to see them like on top of cliffs and on the great wall of China or seven wonders of the world. And
0: <laughs> how'd you guys get those there? Um, I have to ask that. I watch you guys with <laughs> pianos on a cliff and I'm thinking we're out in the desert. Like tell me you didn't have to haul those in there by hand. The thing
1: that's funny. Yeah. Is that we were on a shoestring in the early days, you know, and we did. We uh, um, in, in the desert, for example, that one that's in the middle of the sand dunes. We we pulled the truck up to the edge of the to the edge of the sand, and then we figured out a a two plank system where we put the piano on the first plank, and then we put a plank to roll it on, and then just leapfrog the planks for about a football field.
0: <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> I knew it when I was watching that. I'm like that right there. It's worthy of a, of a fitness star right there because I guarantee there were some folks breathing heavy and sweating. <laughs>
1: but then Paul, on, on this one, Paul knew this guy that, that uh, was in the helicopter community and he offered his resources. And so we all of a sudden we had, we had this guy that was willing to t- use his helicopter and lift a piano on top of a thousand foot cliff. And we just did it. It was the craziest thing. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, so all was- this stuff just came together with all of this and Paul is funny. He it's almost like he can he can feel when something is worth trying. He can feel it. and then he just he just becomes obsessed. Like he just felt like it was gonna work out to try to do something on the Great Wall of China. And he just like he's relentless.
0: It's just it's crazy. So Do you still practice much? Do you have to, at this level, do you have to work as hard to learn stuff and practice as much and rehearse as much? Um, Yeah. You have to stay in shape. It's, it's funny. If you, uh, if you don't,
1: uh, if I don't do finger exercises every other day, at least I can feel my fingers getting out of shape and, and pretty soon I, you know, it, I, I can just feel and, and then you just have to get it back. And before before we go and perform on concerts, I put a lot of time in because I've, I really want to play well for these people that are paying these like our agents of uh, the booking agents and the promoters. They work together and man, they just the prices are crazy. I mean, I don't know how Garth Brooks did it, but somehow he got him to just stick with twenty dollars for his tickets. But I guess he was such a big name that he could do that. And he was also riding private jets instead of taking the bus too. So, but anyway, most artists are on a bus. Like, like I watched the voice and I think <laughs> you do realize that you'll be on a bus, right? You're not going to be on a private jet. You will be on living on a bus just like
0: <laughs> for a great. long time,
1: <laughs> for a long time until you're playing stadiums. Until you're selling out stadiums, you are on the bus.
0: <laughs> and that's what they want, isn't it? Yeah. Did you know? Did you know you were gonna be on a bus and did you care?
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what, it is really the thing that makes it worth it is you getting out and feeling like you're making like a whole room of a thousand, two thousand, three thousand people happy all at once. It's so it's such a rush. It's such a rush, you know, and sometimes Sometimes I wish I could just um, be a fly on the wall and be out there and be able to be in there, be in the lobby when people are leaving and stuff. But but we have, we have spied on the, on the lobby and listened in when people haven't heard, you know, don't realize we're behind something or whatever. <laughs> it's just cool to hear people just being so happy as they leave, you know, and. <laughs> That's what we love about it. It's really worth it. It's worth all the hack, you know, and whatever we do, there's going to be stuff that, that is not fun. And you just, you have to put up with some aspect of it. That's, you know, and for us, it's the travel and, and the, uh, the, the, uh, just the grueling nature of living, you know, in one city one day and the next and the next and not getting good sleep and, there's always a trade away from being away I've always from that the,
0: I've always said that that's the the draw to fitness is we're one of the last bastions of personal touch. And that's the same with a concert. I would imagine it'd be the exact same thing. This is the last place where people can sit in a room and sort of resonate with each other. There's it's not many so of those places fun. anymore. It seriously
1: is so fun. I, it, yeah. If I, If I ever get... <clears throat> sick of, you know, putting a smile on people's face and then something's wrong. Something's wrong with me. You know, if that, if that ever gets old, I mean, I, need, I just need to take a big slap in the face and a big reality check and, you know, just force myself to take 10 years off as punishment, you know? Yeah. So they, like, are you kidding? That's crazy.
0: The, that's <clears throat> the true. The lady that I was talking to, was saying that the healthiest thing that she knows right now is music. She says, it just, it just makes me emotionally, mentally, even physically and definitely spiritually, it makes her healthier. And she was like, so she bought a piano Mm -hmm. and she was like, during this time over the next little while, I'm going to learn to play this piano. So I thought I would bring that to the piano guy (laughs) and I would say, a, do you concur with her? And B, how does a person like that, from your perspective, get started?
1: Well, to your first question, I just, I, I can't believe when we read the comments that people leave on, um, you know, a Ticketmaster after they've been to a show or on our videos when we put them out. Um, it's... It's overwhelming. And you just at some point, you just you just can't you can't take credit for it. You know, I mean, the most dramatic thing that that we hear occasionally is, you know, I woke up this morning and I was going to I was done. I didn't think life was worth it. And I stumbled onto your video and and they swear it was a miracle. And we're just like and they're like that turned everything around for me that, that actually has happened like a handful of times, that just that dramatic and everything in between where, where you just, you know, you get the comments of, I was going through the hardest health crisis or I was going through the hardest thing in my life. And I've just been listening to your music, you know, and it's, it's gotten me through. And at that point, you just, you just feel like you can't take credit for it. You feel like, Um, I don't know. I I think it's, I think, I think there's something like you say, spiritual behind it. You know, I think some, some talents, um, are more of spiritual gifts and you can't take credit for it. And I don't know what it is about what we do that makes people leave those comments, but
0: I don't know. Remember that's where the health is. And I think if you're attacking this, this life and if you're going to do it full speed, my opinion is, that you can't forget those parts and pieces Mm -hmm. forget the parts that move you you can't Mm -hmm. forget the parts that that brighten your day that's all that's all fitness is to me the only reason I do this is so that I can go outside here I can go over here to my kids and I can just have a better experience because I understand that the physical is just going to be a piece of this but it's only a piece Mm. Um, yeah I think it's
1: it's like you say it encompasses all how would she get started learning a new skill like saved my life you know my my growing up my teenager life was um i i had some a lot of big things a lot of heavy things i was dealing with and learning to play an instrument was a lifesaver it was just a lifesaver and a a real um you know a real inspiration for me you well you know, my teachers make me learn all the, you know, Beethoven and Mozart and all that. And and I love those, you know, I love those too. And I had grown up with those in my home, but a real inspiration for me was this guy named Billy Joel because he was writing stuff that, you know, um, just my friends were like, Hey, you should learn this Billy Joel song. That'd be so cool if you could learn this song. And, and it was such a, it, it just lit me on fire and it taught me, how music works because I would listen to it and then I would try to find the right keys because I didn't have the music for it and it, it taught me how to play by ear and I, I was developing a talent and so you know this gal that's playing the piano learning to play the piano I I can honestly say that, that that's might have saved my life um, and and when I hear people leave comments on on our videos that say you know you've lit our kids on fire They're, they they want to play the piano now and they want to learn to play the cello or or whatever instrument, it's just like, I think of, if I could think, you know, what, what I, what letter letter I would write to Billy Joel, you know, it it would just be, it would be the same thing. And I know how they feel. And, uh, so yeah, that's a little bit towards your second question is, I just think, you know, taking time to develop in any way, whether like you say, whether it be in any area, is so healthy i think i think it just it affects your overall health and going out and working out is
0: definitely in that in that mix absolutely so is is music yeah so is music it's it's all related thank you so much for coming on today i I guess we'll leave it there um so grateful that you'd take the time today i love you i love your family oh Um, you too neil appreciated you for so many years so cool (laughs) (laughs) all right well listen john thanks for joining the show folks that was john schmidt uh what what a great time that was um you've been listening to return to real the honest health and fitness program right here on ksl